Hey guys, thanks for joining me. Uh, welcome to the Free Minds Podcast. I am Eric Hohal. Uh, I appreciate you uh, spending some of your day with me. If you find that this podcast is entertaining and or useful, please remember to give it a uh, comment and a subscribe. It really helps out. Uh, and so let's get to it. Today I want to talk about BLM and the fake news machine that feeds it. Um, the narrative out there is that Black people are being murdered by the police nonstop. I mean, we've seen riots for, what, 139 nights now, 140 nights. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's like we it's boring to talk about now. It's it's become commonplace, uh, which I think was actually one of the goals um, that we would just get bored of it and stop talking about it. And it would become normalized, which unfortunately it has. Um but there are still people riding. There are still people throwing bricks at police officers and commercial grade explosives. And um, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the media has been pushing this narrative for so long and it's it's really just destroying our country. And it's a shame because uh, it's not true. Um, <laughs> the Washington Post reports that nine unarmed blacks were killed in 2019 by the police and 19 unarmed whites were killed in 2019 by the police. Now, if you're determined to look at everything through the lens of race, you can come to no other conclusion than that the police, sure, they're racist against black people, of course, but they must be at least twice as racist against white people. I mean, there's no other way to read that. If you're determined to look at everything through that lens, then that's how we have to do it, you know? Um, I think when you take into account the 375 million police interactions that happen every year between civilians, I think the fact that a single digit number of black people were killed by police, unarmed, sorry, unarmed black people were killed by police, is uh, pretty astonishing. And if you actually look at the numbers, uh, the rate that police shoot blacks has been declining over the years uh, markedly. So it just doesn't, uh, it just doesn't hold up. Um and I mean, especially when you take into account the fact that black males, despite being 6% of the population of America, account for 43% of all police officer on duty deaths. Yeah, let that sink in for a second. 6% of the country is responsible for 43% of the deaths of police officers in this country. That is absurd. It's obscene. And uh, the fact that we're not allowed to talk about that without being called racist is ridiculous. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, when you do out the math, a police officer is 18 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black person than a black person is to be killed by a police officer. It's just ridiculous. And if And if you're one of these white liberals who's thinking that, well, Eric, I mean, Nine unarmed black men were killed by the police. That's nine too many. I would argue that 11% of all police on-duty deaths are by someone who was, quote, unarmed. So if, if, if you have it in your head that being unarmed somehow makes you not a threat, um, I would say that is just a misconception. It's simply not true. 6% of all police officer on-duty deaths are cops that were beaten to death. So again, if you think someone being unarmed means they can't be a threat, you're just mistaken. Um, that's just not the case. 
and the news pushing this narrative of this rampant crime against black people has, has real consequences. I mean, it's like black males, the deaths for black men, it's less than 1% of 1% of all the deaths for black males in the country are being shot by a white police officer. It's ridiculous. And yet it's like if I got hit by a car and then in the ambulance, I accidentally somehow got a paper cut too. And then when we got to the hospital, they just kicked open the door. And we're like, this guy's got a paper cut. Get the fuck out of the way. And they kicked everyone out of the, out of the hallway and smashed, smashed me down the hallway in the bed and got me to the operating room and immediately went to work fixing my paper cut while my tibia and fibia are hanging out and my ribs are poking through my chest. And that, that's essentially the reaction. It makes about as much sense. About, what is it, 8,000 black people, I think, were killed in 2019. And 90% of those deaths were by other black people. But you're not allowed to talk about it. Because if you say that, well, it's black people killing black people, well, of course it is. Yeah. But why? Let's talk about why that is. And why the reaction to the less than 1% of them being killed by a white police officer has sparked this ridiculous backlash. Um, (laughs) It's, well, there's a lot of reasons. Um, If you're on the left, you are probably well aware that hating America is just part and parcel of being a Democrat these days. Um, I mean, every liberal I know will flat out tell you that America is an evil, awful, racist, imperialist, disgusting place to live while not seeing the irony that they are afforded rights here that they would never get in another country. And they say that, you know, the government's fascist, but they just don't even know what fascism is. I mean, in a fascist country, you're not in the street riding for 140 nights with no consequences. That wouldn't happen in a fascist country. You wouldn't be able to shit all over the president and the government in a fascist nation. Like it, the the insult just doesn't match reality or what's actually happening in it. Um, it's it's really sad. I think it's just a lot of really broken, empty people, and uh, they don't have any meaning. They don't have anything going on in their lives. The lockdowns happening for a lot of them. They're making free money on unemployment. They got nothing better to do. I mean, we were locked down for a good while before the riots started. I would say that uh, that's at least part of it. But the reality is that this whole BLM movement is not what it seems. While there definitely are white liberals in the street, you know, who are just so woke that they have to try to tear down the establishment, um, the reality is that BLM is a Marxist organization. What you're seeing in the streets is not a, you know, it's not about rights. It's not about social justice. It's not about any of that. It's a, it's a Marxist revolution. That's what you're seeing. And if, and if you don't understand what Marxism is, um, it's communism, essentially like the, these people are communists and, and a lot of them don't understand that what BLM stands for is communism. Um, they think it's all just about social justice and defunding the police, which is obviously insane and wouldn't help anybody. And, and all of these sort of 
ridiculous left-wing causes, but that isn't the case. Um, I mean, I suppose Marxism is a left-wing cause, so maybe that is slightly accurate, but I mean, the founders of BLM have come out and said that they're, they're Marxists. Um, in an interview with the Real News Network, uh, Alicia Garza, I'm sorry, it was Patrice Cullors, stated, uh, quote, uh, the first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. We are trained Marxists. We are super versed on sort of ideological theories. And I think that we really tried to do, what we really tried to do is build a movement that could be utilized by many, many black folk. And she wasn't kidding. <laughs> you know, the, this movement has been pulling down hundreds of millions of dollars in donations. Uh, if you say their name with uh, any type of scorn, you are instantly, you know, you're a racist, you're this, you're that. If, as, if, as if arguing that the, the, the Marxist movement, Black Lives Matter, is a bad thing somehow means that the lives of black people don't matter. It's absolutely absurd, and I can't believe that uh, anybody's falling for it, but they really are. Um, (laughs) I get that it's a little linguistic trick that they pulled. You know, it's a little semantic trick, but really, people. I mean, I'm a black person. Maybe you can't tell from my voice, but I don't. (laughs) Black Lives Matter does not represent me. Black Lives Matter is actually getting black people killed by pushing this narrative. Um, and, and, it, and, it, and it looks a little something like this. Black kids are taught from day one by their parents who have been taught this from day one, that the police are there to fuck with you and kill you and hurt you and arrest you and lock you up. Um, of course, they're never taught to think, well, am I, am I dealing drugs? Am I breaking the law? Am I stealing? Am I hurting people? Am I doing something that may provoke a reaction from the law? Hmm. No, no, that, that's never part of the equation. There's never any, any individual responsibility tied to it. It's just the evil cops are coming to hurt me. And I think when you're, I mean, I remember being told this when I was a a little black kid. I mean, it, it it first makes you afraid, and then after a while, the fear makes you angry, and then it just turns to hatred at some point. You actively start hating police officers, which is not healthy because they are there to protect you. They are there to protect all of us. Studies show that 81% of black Americans want more police in their neighborhoods, not less. So, um, I mean, it's ridiculous, this whole defund the police movement. But, um, so these, these, these angry black kids, one day they're out there doing what they do and they inevitably come into contact with the cops and they've got it in their head from the first second that they are in danger, that their life is in danger. And when that is your baseline for starting off a social interaction, I mean, you know, just think of how, how would you react if you genuinely thought the person walking up to you was about to just try to kill you? What would you do? And obviously, that's not the case ninety nine point nine percent of the time. 
the police are just trying to make the situation safe for everybody and do their jobs. But these poor kids have been brainwashed to think that these people are coming to kill them. And, I mean, we've seen video after video of people, uh, black men, who are being engaged by the police attacking the police. We've seen uh, police being punched in the face, having their tasers stolen and fired at them. We've seen Jacob Blake shake off a taser and reach for a knife. Uh, I mean, we've seen, I don't remember the guy's name, he came running, screaming out of a house with a with a Michael Myers sized knife over his head like a like it was unbelievable. It was like something out of Apocalypto. And this is how police are being engaged by black males. The fact that only 9 of them were killed in 2019 should tell you a lot. Police are showing an incredible amount of restraint. And you got to remember these are just people they're just like you and me. These aren't supermen. They're not all jujitsu masters that can just instantly disarm someone and, and make the situation safe again. They have to worry about their own lives. They have to worry about getting back to their own families and taking care of their kids. And like, are are you going to sacrifice your life for some screaming, knife wielding psychopath who would just gut you and keep running if he had the chance? Maybe that's obviously not the case for a lot of the situations, but. Cops are being attacked constantly now, and it's because of this false narrative. Nine unarmed black men were killed, and we've seen 140 nights of rioting. I mean, I don't know anybody, left, right, center, communists, I don't know anyone, anywhere, that has defended what happened to George Floyd. I think everybody on all sides of the aisle, in all countries, people that didn't speak English, it didn't matter. Everyone watched that video and thought, wow, this is really happening right now. This guy is just chilling here, kneeling on this guy's neck, hanging out, <laughs> couldn't care less. And yeah, it was, uh, it was hard to watch. I don't think I actually watched the whole thing. Um, you know, I'm not, by no means am I trying to, to justify what happened to George Floyd. But the reality is if you watch that video, George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe long before there was a knee on his neck. He had enough fentanyl in his system to kill a horse, which if you know anything about fentanyl, it's very deadly. And, uh, when he was sitting in the, in, the, in the car, handcuffed, he was saying, I can't breathe. This doesn't make the knee on the neck any better. In fact, if the guy was having trouble breathing, it makes it even make less sense that you would engage in that kind of a hold. But he was having problems regardless, and the official autopsy shows that he probably would have died anyway. And that's just the facts. Now, all of these other cases are nothing like that. I mean, the hands up, don't shoot, the Michael Brown, that was proven. That's a, that's a lie. His DNA was found on the cop's gun. He was on the police officer, stealing his, trying to steal his gun from him, punching him in the head. And he was shot and killed. And that triggered riots. And I mean, Obama's DOJ 
cleared the police officers didn't matter. Because the narrative has been so embedded in people, it's so strong now, that it's it has become axiomatic. It is now just a truth of reality. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, you can show them the numbers and it doesn't matter. The news has done such a good job of like cherry picking the incidents and then blowing them up to a whimsical degree that these people are just, it's, it's a shame because a lot of people aren't media savvy enough to see what's really happening. And, and the media is essentially dying. Um, they, they're, they're trying to get clicks. That's the reality is they're a corporation that needs your viewership to continue making money and sensationalizing things like Donald Trump and Black Lives Matter and whatever they can increases engagement and staves off their inevitable extinction. Um, And so they don't really care (laughs) if they're feeding into BLM's plan that this is, I mean, they're fine with it. They hate Trump. They, they're obviously in Trump's, they're obviously in, in the Democrats corner now. I mean, it's open at just, just today and yesterday it came out that Twitter and Facebook are openly banning a story of, uh, what seems to be a lot of evidence proving Joe Biden and his son's corruption, but in note, you're not allowed to share the story. You're not allowed to show it to anyone. The link is banned. You're not allowed to, to spread it. And I mean, I don't remember any such action when it was Donald Trump and the Russia hoax that was perpetuated for three years and all the various pretend scandals that they've thrown at him. They never pre-censored any of those. I mean, big big tech and, and, and the media are just flat out working for the Democratic Party now. So they're pushing the same narrative that the Democrats push. And because it just happens to be an axiom to them, it's, it's not even questioned. They don't even bother to question it. None of them bother to actually look up how many black males were killed by the police. They don't care. A lot of them don't care at all. This is just an excuse to steal shit. How many, I mean, I don't know if you've actually seen them, but there's plenty of videos of people just walking out of a Nike store with some, some fresh kicks, you know, for, for George Floyd, for, for justice. There's one video of a woman walking out of a cheesecake factory with a full cheesecake just grinning. That was a justice cheesecake. It was for justice. No, it was because you're a piece of shit and uh, you're using the situation to get what you want. There are videos of, quote, you know, protesters, peaceful protesters showing up to shopping malls with U-Hauls. Empty U-Hauls just trying to steal as much shit as they can. I don't think anyone at this point actually believes that these people are rioting for black lives. I mean, if if you really do, then you're just a very gullible person. And unfortunately, this has shown us actually that there are a lot of gullible people out there. Um, there are a lot of people that see things in the media and they just take it as that's a fact. Now there are a lot of people that will scroll through Facebook and see a story and just see the headline and go, (laughs) of course, and keep scrolling and not read the story. 
just recently that happened. I actually, it was weird. I actually felt like the New York Times trolled a lot of liberals. It's pretty funny. They buried the lead in a story and made a lot of liberals make themselves look stupid and expose the fact they don't actually read articles. Uh, the whole Donald Trump only paid $750 in taxes thing. It was a couple weeks ago. Um, if you actually read the story, you would know he paid, I think it was $5.2 million in taxes. His tax liability, as it turns out, was seven fifty. So he was actually only responsible for paying seven fifty, but he actually paid millions more than that because, because I'm sure he, you know, he has his reasons. But um, I mean, whenever, yeah. So as soon as you hear someone say he only paid this, you know that they're one of those people that just reads headlines and keeps scrolling. And unfortunately, that kind of person is very, very prevalent these days. That is. I don't, I don't know if I want to say the default state, but my God, it's not rare. There's so many people that just take the narrative and that's, they're just like, yep, that's it. I don't need to think or do any independent research or verification or anything. I trust Facebook to tell me the truth. And it's a shame because people should be able to trust the news and social media to be properly educating you about what's happening in the world. You shouldn't have to think, why would the news lie to me about something? It should be, you would just think off the top of your head, it should be illegal for the news to lie, right? Like, well, well how, why, how could they be allowed to say something that's not true? They're the news. But they can. They can say whatever they want. And then they say, oh, well, we were wrong. It turned out that uh, this happened. Anyway, and, 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 they, and they get away with it over and over and over. Um, what's the alternative? They would have to... Uh, <laughs> There would have to be a ministry of truth that made sure that they had to fact check every statement and everything that went out. But then, well, who's in charge of the ministry of truth and who decides what the truth is? And then there's it's just a rabbit hole. So, you know, if you watch Fox News and then you watch CNN, you'll get two completely different stories about the same thing. And of course, most people don't watch both. They watch one and and then that's it. I, it's it's really sad. And I mean, if you know, if you want to make the argument that there is a police brutality problem in this country, I can maybe get behind that. I think we've all seen videos of cops doing stuff that they shouldn't have been doing or acting hostile in a way they shouldn't have been acting. For anybody that thinks this is a problem that exclusively plagues minorities and black people, I would encourage you to look up the video of Daniel Shaver. It is by far the most egregious police shooting I have ever seen. This kid is sobbing, scared out of his mind. These men are screaming complicated commands at him while he is literally begging and crying for his life. His pants fall. He goes to pull up his pants and they flat out murder him. This is a a white kid. Daniel Shaver, if you want to look up the video. So, you know, I'm not saying that the idea that all police everywhere are wonderful paragons of justice. That's obviously not the case. What I'm saying is that the media cherry picks incidents that fit their narrative and blast them out there at an unreasonable degree. And they ignore incidents that disprove their narrative. Fake news is just as much what they don't report as what they do report. 
Look at this Twitter and Facebook story. They're refusing to report actual news because it might damage the guy that they're endorsing. Um, you know, so again, if if the narrative is that police are out there murdering black people en masse, I'm sorry, I can't get behind that. If you want to have a conversation about police brutality and maybe getting rid of police unions so we can try to get rid of bad cops and things like that, I'm all I'm on board. That makes sense. That's that's actual reform that doesn't that's actual reform that makes the country better and stronger. I don't think anybody would be against that. Um, but I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, please remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment if you could. And if you think you know anybody that might like to hear this or maybe needs to hear this, please share it. It's the only way I'm going to be able to grow my audience and keep being able to do this. So thank you again for your time. I love you guys. Take care. Be safe out there.